This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined in studio this time by Producer T. Producer T, how the hell are you? I'm good, man. It's nice to see you face-to-face for a change. It's been a long time. Man. Yeah, the whole COVID thing's uh, kept us apart, but yeah. I think uh, I think the basement is COVID-free, yeah. so we're, <laughs> we're back in the studio. Uh, Kyle McLaren couldn't join us this yeah. week, our other co-host. Uh, not COVID-related. Not COVID-related. <laughs> He's getting that knee all fixed up. Uh, he sent us some x-rays of his knee with, with the screws and everything in it. And, uh, man, that looks, that's pretty hardcore. I got Bob the Builder at the table there, the amount of screws I put in there. Yeah, no, it looks like it. He sent us a picture of his knee, too, and, man, that thing looks mangled yeah, right now. So I think he's at physical therapy right now, getting that all sorted out. I told him since it was Father's Day yesterday, I hope his son gave him a good old knee rub, but I don't know if that actually <laughs> happened. Um, but before we carry on, you can follow myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show, the Stick Hungry Podcast at Stick Hungry Pod. Producer T, where can they follow you? You can follow myself at producer underscore T-E-E. You can follow Kyle at McLaren underscore K. Send him some good wishes yeah. about his knee. Um, get, send him a virtual knee rub. How about that? <laughs> that, that? That might be wrong on the internet. That kind of um, and you can also follow the Hockey Podcast Network at hockey pod net always a great follow dylan all the contests oh yeah totally i mean i know we're in san jose but we just had a canucks jersey giveaway that's going on right now it's uh it's heating up it is so if, if you're also a vancouver canucks fan and uh, and a san jose fan jump on that contest just like hockey jerseys right no exactly yeah. exactly uh but yeah no good to be back in the studio it's been it's it's been a long time actually i don't yeah. even know how long now Probably three four months do you three, think is it that long March was when it all started. Yeah, really. so probably two, two and a half months. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, about two and a two half and months half, we haven't yeah. been in studio. So it's about goddamn time. Uh, a lot of shit's gone down in the interim. I mean, we, yeah. we got a couple stories to talk about. Uh, the main story, though, the CHL lawsuit headed by Dan Carcillo and Garrett Taylor. Folks, if you haven't read this one, go online to the Hawking News. Read the article by Ken Campbell. Um, we're going to break it down a little bit here, yeah. but... Uh, it's a little, just a little disturbing, though. Just it is disturbing, yeah. So if we have any, like, 12-year-olds <laughs> listening to the podcast, guys, I don't suggest reading this. Yeah. Uh, viewer discretion is advised <laughs> uh, because, yeah, there's some graphic details. You should definitely read it, though, because it is crazy. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, so for our American listeners, CHL is obviously the Canadian Hockey League, which is made up of the QMJHL in Quebec, the OHL in Ontario, and the WHL which is the Western Hockey League, uh, that makes up the CHL. And yeah, like we said, there's some disturbing details about rookie hazing is pretty much the premise of this whole thing. Uh, Dan Carcillo brought it up. And, you know, Dan Carcillo, he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And I think he rubs some people the wrong way with this uh, lawsuit. But at the same time, I mean... I guess it had to be brought up. I if, mean, if if even just if any of what he's saying is true, it's kind of like fucked up. Yeah, even if only half like, of it is true. Like you know, you hear like rookie hazing and like like you hear like the classic rookie hazing, right? This shit, like it's next level. No, it it is. It's 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 just fucked up. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Like reading some of these stories, 
Like, how, how did some of these guys even come up with these scenarios to put Literally. their rookies through? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, like, obviously, we're not going to break down the whole thing. But, again, if you want to check it out, the Hockey News, Ken Campbell wrote uh, a good piece on it. Um, you know, some of the – I mean, fuck. Just just reading some of these stories, it's like, goddamn. Here's one. Should we read one of them? Okay, so during showers, rookies were required to sit in the middle of the shower room naked while the older players would urinate, sp- spat saliva, and tobacco chew on them. Bunch of seventeen-year-olds of tobacco chew. That's interesting. Um, at least one of the head coaches uh, on the team walked into the shower room while this was happening. He laughed and walked out. So basically, they sat the rookie in the middle of the room in the shower. Then they all fucking pissed on him, Spat which was like, Jesus Christ. That, that that's a nicer one. No, it is. <laughs> it is. That's why I chose that one to start off with. Um, and like you said, like we've all heard the the rookie hazing incidents, and some of them are like. Okay, you probably shouldn't have done that, but it's rookie hazing. Not that I'm like endorsing it's not it at all. Condoning it at all, but like you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, and there's also like there's definitely still a line within that. And yeah, like, yeah. Jesus. And like we've all heard about the one. You know, it, it's pretty common. I've heard it on Spit and Chicklets and other podcasts where they throw the rookies in the back of the bus into the bathroom. They tie up all their clothes and they throw them in. And they have to like they have to get their clothes out and they can't get out basically until they have their own clothes on. And like that one, it's like, okay, it's maybe a little bit messed up, but it's not like, it's not like overboard to me. But in this one, they're saying they took it to another level where guys would like spit through the vents of the bathroom and like throw shit at them through the vents of the bathroom. It's like, who hurt you as a child to have to do this? Yeah, literally pissing through the through the vents of the bathroom was one of them. What was the other guy in the suit again? Um, Garrett Taylor. Garrett Taylor. Yeah. His, if you read what he's actually bringing forward, it's at the bottom of the article. His are, have a bit more of that, like, classic. Well, not classic, but you kind of... There's one where he talks about how they used to take their rookies, make them dress up in, in a woman's dress, and then get them really drunk. Right. And that that one, you, you probably hear in mo- not most sports, but a lot of sports like with rookies where they I, I think it's in that one yeah it's it's right here yeah which you, you know that one compared to what some of the stuff carcillo is, is is pulling forward is like well i mean like that's that's the kind of stuff i i would have expected yeah you totally, know what i mean exactly like, it, again not that we're endorsing it but you tell me that story and i'm just like okay that that probably did happen and like not much we can do about it you're not gonna like I don't think you can sue anybody over that. Yeah. I don't think you're going to win a lawsuit. But the other stories, I mean, th- those were pretty messed up. And, you know, some other guys came out. I don't remember their names, saying that they were forced to do, like, cocaine and stuff. And obviously yeah, that's pretty that. pretty messed up, especially when you're, like, 16, 17 years old. Not that it's ever okay, but at that age. A couple of them non-forced, but... <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Um, I don't know. There's a couple other ones. Uh Jesus, there's just too many. Rookies like- had to bob for apples in a cooler filled with older players' urine, saliva, and other bodily fu- fluids. I won't name what fluids those probably were, but you can probably put two and two together. Um, not something you want to be bobbing for apples in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't. Like the rookie rocket one, I find pretty pretty fucked up too. Yeah. So basically, they throw them in a uh, in a laundry bin on wheels, and they just fire them. Tie, by the way. Oh yeah, four at a time, <laughs> and they'd fire them into pretty much. It was probably it was probably in the arena, so probably just a cement wall. Yeah. 
fire them into it <laughs> and they called it the rookie rocket i'm sorry for laughing but like jesus christ that, like, that's just fucked up. like that's just like someone, someone got knocked unconscious doing it and stuff like, oh man like what were they thinking um like you really hope that that stuff doesn't like like even remotely happen these days right well yeah well i'm like the the big part of this is a few of these stories were and it's even noted in here that the head coach, assistant coaches, and some league officials even knew of the abuse. Yeah. You'd hope that like guys nowadays that are in those positions that are 30, 40 years old would have a bit more sense than to like just brush it off and be like, oh, it's boys being boys yeah. kind of thing. Like it's it's a bit more than that. It's Especially- kind of disturbing to to know how many how high up like this like was known yeah and it kind of just like no one ever ever talked about it well one of one of the stories here is a head coach walked in on a naked rookie taped to a table with his ass in the air older players were whipping him with the belt the head coach even took part whipped the kid while he was crying and he basically laughed at him and walked out the room it's like again what what happened in your childhood that would make you do that to someone else that's like some planned fucked up shit yeah no it is it is um wow so I mean, there's a whole bunch of others um, down here. I mean, some of them are just, some of them are crazy. And like you said, like there's some that you kind of expected, like the guys dressing up as as girls and and getting hammered. It's like okay, that's kind of to be expected. But the other stuff, n- no. And yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's it's also tough to look at it now because lots of this stuff happened in you know the early '90s, and now we're judging it with the 2020 lens. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that that really matters, but also it's like, it did happen 30 years ago. It's just, it, it matters in the sense of, I don't know how they're going to come down on the CHL for it. Totally. It'll be interesting to see whether this lawsuit really gets any traction in a sense. I mean, it's, it's done a, a good job of at least bringing the issue to, uh, to like people are talking about it. Right. And, yeah. and to, uh, bringing the issue to light. But I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be hard for any kind of genuine, um, repercussions except for maybe there'll be an investigation to make sure it's not going on now and, and there's you know not I mean? there's not necessarily a lot going on in the chl right now but in the world in general there's a lot a lot of shit going down right now do you think this was bad timing i mean i feel oh, like yeah. the story's kind of going to get swept under the rug just because people are focused on so many other things i mean just in hockey i mean we're all talking about you know host cities for the playoffs or, or the play in series we're talking about the play in series the the draft lottery is coming up there's a bunch of stuff and then this story comes out i, I mean not that there's ever like a, a good time to do it i guess but i feel like they would have almost done better if they waited a bit yeah. for you know everything around them to settle down. It's almost hard to get shocked by something or, or like even focus on something right now. And there's like, you no. said, so much going on, right? Exactly. I mean, cities are basically being burnt to the ground. Yeah. So like, I mean, this is just one of many stories in the past three, four weeks. Um, I haven't even really seen this like go viral per se. Yeah. I, I think like the day they came out with the lawsuit and all these articles came out, I feel like it was a, one two three day kind of thing and now yeah. it's it's really slowed down now by the time we're recording this podcast yeah not that people aren't still talking about it but like i said so many other things are going on in the world so many other things are going on in hockey right now yeah. that i just I don't, I don't know i don't know if they're going to benefit from releasing this all now i don't know if they had an option or choice about the matter but i, I don't know i don't know if it's going to help their cause no and that's a great point uh, it'll be in, like i said it'll be interesting to see whether this lawsuit um, goes anywhere but yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy read, that's for sure. 
I'm uh, I'm interested to hear what uh, Spit and Chicklets has to say about it. Cause yeah. Just because Dan Carcillo's involved, and they've had their little spats, I guess, with Carcillo. Like I said at the start, that guy rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm the biggest fan, and I don't think it discredits anything he said. But, uh, yeah, he, he's an interesting character, to say the least. He is. He is. He, you know, the way he's conducted himself on uh, social media in the past hasn't been, um, hasn't been always the best. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of different factors to this. Like, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'd be interested to see, uh, like, the Spit and Chicklet's opinion and Kyle's when we talked to him about it. Yeah, because, I mean, Kyle actually played in the WHL. WHL he played for the yeah. Tacoma Rockets. Um so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see his opinion on all this and kind of what he's seen go down in the league. I mean, like we said, hopefully the culture's changed a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, one of the recent stories that came out was the kid that got forced to do cocaine. Yeah. And I think that happened in, I think that was 2015, 2014. So, that's a fairly recent story. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I, I don't even know what to say about it, honestly. It's just, yeah. it's shitty that that happened to people and I understand it affected them. And, and hopefully... Like and it and it starts at the top too, right? Because like, like eighteen, nineteen year old kids are basically doing this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they they don't even they're not even fully mentally developed, I guess, at that point. But the fact that the coaches and the assistant coaches let it go on that that's that's what's really troubling. Yeah. Like totally. I don't think you can like even if a player did some of this messed up stuff when he was eighteen, like I I don't think you can really put that much blame on him. Yeah. No, no, you I know, agree. It's, it's the higher ups. It's yeah, the yeah. people who are actually adults in the room. Yeah, and and back then, like all the coaches were on the bus when all that shit went down. Like they know, like yeah, they're not blind, right? So that, like it it was obviously known, which is which is kind of, uh, I guess that's the biggest issue of it all, really. Yeah, and it's interesting, I guess, that it's taken this long for for it to come out. Yeah, I mean, I get you know, players don't really want to snitch out other players, I guess. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's 2020 now. Most of these things happened in the 90s. Not that it shouldn't have come out, but it's just, like I said, interesting that it's taken this long yeah, uh, for all this to come to light. Um, but again, Hockey News, Ken, uh, Ken Campbell, check out that article. I mean, if you really want to. I mean, after after the things we described, I don't know if you <laughs> even want to read that because it, it's pretty messed up. It's it's a tough read, but it, it's, a, it's a necessary read. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, let's move on to some Sharks talk. I mean, we haven't had too much Sharks talk over the last, I'll be honest, like two months now. No. Because there's there's just been no news. There's yeah, a, I don't think no, that's going to change anytime soon. No, it, it's not. But uh, <laughs> And especially, like we mentioned, the draft lottery's coming up. We we don't have a pick in that lottery. Yeah. Um, so we're not even going to do the Tankathon draft lottery <laughs> simulator because that's just going to make us sad. Um, I, I was considering at the start. I don't know. What What do you think? Should we Should we do the draft lottery just to put a nail in the coffin, kind of? Or, I mean, it just it, it it feels like all it does is slowly put Ottawa higher and higher, which is just making me sadder and sadder. Well, well, maybe so. we run it this time, and our pick, which Ottawa has, drops all the way down because oh, we're that, third best odds. Ottawa with their pick has the second best odds, so they're, they're, they're in for a hell of a lot. Draft. It's a shame they got the ownership they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, if anybody could screw it up, it would be the Ottawa Senators, oh, right? Doubt. So that that's that's one thing. Um. So we just oh, ran it, dropped down one spot to to did. number four. So not too bad. Number one pick. They're not going to get uh, Byfield or Lafreniere. Or actually, no. They they moved up with their pick, so I'll take that back. <laughs> um. Ottawa's looking good going to the uh, draft lottery. I mean, a, a few of the guys from the network that were in the lottery, they brought up maybe doing a podcast like a draft lottery podcast. And they invited us. So I was like, boys, like, 
Yeah, Ottawa has our pick. I, I'll be honest. I have not been following the prospects. If we had that pick, I, I would know about all the top ten guys. Yeah, pretty solid. But at this point, I, it's 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 tough to read about the top prospects exactly. right now. It's just you know, it just makes that Carlson deal look worse and worse, which is annoying. Yeah, no, it really <laughs> does. It really does. Um, and you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the free agency, and we actually have a poll. Up yep. on Twitter, um, on our page at Stick Hungry Pod, which is kind of related uh, to the free agent market. But just looking at this upcoming season, we obviously know we have a lot of money committed to some guys. Logan Couture is at eight million. Evander Kane's at seven. Myers at six. Um, and of course, uh, Thomas Hurdle's at five point six million on the forward end. And then you look at the back end. Brent Burns, Vlasic at eight and seven. And then obviously Eric Carlson at 11.5. So it doesn't leave us a lot of money for our depth players. And we got a couple coming up. I mean, Kevin LeBanc, he's a big one restricted free agent. He only got paid $1 million last year. You got to think that's going to go up. And that's actually our poll question is what do you think the Sharks are going to offer Kevin LeBanc for next season? Uh, But other than that, I mean, Melker Carlson, he's a UFA coming up. Joe Thornton's a UFA coming up. He only got paid $2 million last year. Not like he's going to get a raise coming yeah. up into this season. But still, I mean, if you're going to want to re-sign him, you're still going to have to give him $1 or $2 million. And normally that wouldn't matter. But when you have so much money tied up in four or five guys like we do, yeah. then it becomes a problem. Uh, you know, Stefan Nosen, he's another UFA coming up. I'm sure a lot of fans would like to keep him on board. But again, if, if we don't have the money to do it, we don't have the money to do it. And it's, uh, it's put us in a tough spot. It really has. Do you choose? Do you sign Thornton over? Say, who do you not sign Thornton over? If it comes down to like Thornton, and who who would you like? Who would you cut Thornton for? Is there anyone, or would you always well, make room for Thornton? I I, I mean, like I'd, I'd like to say you'd always make room for Joe Thornton, but like from his point of view, I don't really get the point of coming back to the Sharks next season. Yeah, like even even if we have a slight ba- a bounce back, and I know fans are gonna hate this, but let's be honest. We have a bounce back season. Say we squeeze into the playoffs. Do we really have a chance of winning the cup? Like, let's be real. Let's be real right now. Look at our roster. Look at the rosters around us of other teams. Do you think we have a legitimate chance of winning the cup in the next year or two? I'm going to say no. Yeah, no. And if you're Joe Thornton, I I mean, at this point, that's got to be your only goal. He, He doesn't care about putting up points. I don't think he cares about ice time. He just wants that cup at the end of his season or at the end of his career. And, you know, he's 40 years old. I, I mean, I don't see him doing it with the Sharks, unfortunately. What a, what a shame, though, of an of of end of his Sharks career, being a cut short season where they missed the playoffs, where he didn't even get his, uh, at least his, you know, his, his last few home games at the Shark Tank and, and yeah. all that. So it, that, that's kind of weird. So I, mean, I don't know if that'll play a factor in anything, but. Yeah, I'm not sure if that factors in. Maybe for him it does. Maybe he thinks he has two more years in him yeah. and he's going to sign a one-year deal with the Sharks and then after that finish off his career with someone else. But, I mean, to just do that, like sign a deal when you're 40 years old just so you can have, like, you know, the old skate around the yeah. ring for your last games with the Sharks. I don't know if I don't know if Joe Thornton really cares about that, to be yeah, honest. And, and you know what? I don't know if he's got two years left in him. This year he didn't look – like this year – he looked older, you know, like if that makes sense. I know that he's refined his game the past few years as he slowed down and everything, but I thought he, he kind of struggled this year. And I didn't know that yeah. whole team struggled, but yeah, no, he know. did. I don't know if he'll want to grind out another struggling year on a struggling sharks. 
rather than yeah you're right go for go for a team that's gonna sign him and, and make a run for it exactly and I mean and also but he's got to look at it too I mean do these top end teams have room for Joe Thorne yeah. I think a lot of teams would make room but he's got to un- got to understand that he's probably gonna be on the fourth line I would think yeah. maybe get some second power play unit time but that that's that's it he's not gonna get much more than that um, let's talk about the, uh, the poll question we had about Kevin LeBanc. So our poll question was basically what will Kevin LeBanc receive on his next contract from the San Jose Sharks? Obviously he signed that extremely team friendly deal last year for a million dollars. Um, after a 56 point season, you know, this year he, he's coming off a 33 point season where he put up 14 goals, 19 assists at a minus 33 uh, plus Jesus. minus rating, which is not by but, far his worst of his career. Exactly. And I'm thinking, you know, last year after that 56 point season, he was hoping to come into this year and put up 60 points, something in that range. I don't know if he's yeah. ever going to be a 70 point guy. I think 56 was really good for, uh, for Kevin LeBanc, but man, this, this doesn't look good for him and his agent moving forward. No, it really doesn't. They've really uh, they've taken away all their their leverage power on this one. No, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm I, I, w- sh- I wonder if Joe Thornton was paying him under the table a little well, bit last honestly, year. Honestly, like because I I don't know why you would sign a one year one million dollar contract after fifty six point season, which is by far your best season. No, I mean, and he was twenty three at the time. You know, around the league. You you would be looking at like four million yeah. after a season like that, yeah. banking on yourself and the team's banking on you continuing that. Even if he got, you know, if he just continued on that trajectory, fifty six points every year for the next three years, if he signed a four million dollar deal, that's still a good contract. For sure. But now that he's dropped down by more than twenty points, I understand twelve less games, but still, he was on track to only do like maybe maybe get forty points this season. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, the poll question is, what will he receive? One million, two million, three million, four million. Uh, what do you think's leading right now? I think probably lean, leading is two. You would be right. Yeah. 42% oh, wow. are saying two million dollars. 25% are saying one million. Uh, 28 for three million. And 6% are saying four million dollars. So, the two million dollar running away with it right now. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where where he has to be. I mean... I don't know if you're Kevin LeBanc, do you want to sign another one year deal or do you try and get a three, four year deal, you know, get some security behind yourself and just bite the bullet and maybe sign a two, $2.5 million contract for that length. Or do you bet on yourself again, take a one year deal for, you know, $2 million and see what happens at the end of the day. I, I don't know. I don't know what, what would be the best route there. I think it's going to be a hell of a gut punch for him when he signs that contract for 2.2 instead of four. No, exactly. Decision, right? That's like you know half his earnings in California. You know the taxes are eating it up as well. Yeah, he's lost a lot of money on that decision if he if he takes that route. No, exactly. And like like we just said, I mean, at the end of last year, if he signed a four by four, I mean, I, I think that would have been pretty reasonable. Yeah. I don't think too many people would be angry about that contract. Not at all. And he'd have sixteen million dollars coming to him rather than you know we're talking about a two million dollar deal maybe next year. So sixteen. Three, I don't know. I'd take the 16. Yeah, literally. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see the results. Um, it's going to change over the day. Um, actually, we might as well run down the last poll question we did, um, which we did last episode. Will the Sharks keep Bob Bugner as their head coach right. for next season? Final results of that one. That one's really leveled out. Um, after 111 votes, 
Yes, they'll keep Bob Bugner is at 51% and no is at 49%. So uh, the fans are pretty divided on Bugner coming back. Some murmurings in the media that Bugner is is definitely uh, staying. More, more, More rumors saying that he's staying and then he's leaving, which he's usually... A pretty solid indicator of that. Yeah. I mean, if they really like Bugner or I still think it has to be just a year, right? Yeah, it would have to be a year. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think they might be waiting for the right guy to come along. And also, you know, if you, if you see the right guy come along and you sign him to a deal now, you still don't know how the team's going to do next year. Mm-hmm. So do you really want to burn one or two years uh, of another head coach's contract? Or do you just want to keep going with Bugner let him kind of ride this out after two seasons, kind of start looking around. I think that's how they're going to go about it. Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right on that. I, I think they, that has to be the the smart, logical approach to it. Um, I mean, as as positive as this fan base is, like like we've said over and over again, this is going to be at least a three four year project. I, I feel yeah. you know with the with the way our money is, the way the cap space is. So you, I think you're you're perfect on that that Bugner maybe puts in the time make some changes and then once we're actually starting to see that upswing and then that guy that they're looking for comes out boom that's when we'll we'll go for it and it, it's so tough because we keep saying like it's going to be a three four year kind of retool rebuild but I don't even know if the organization is thinking that way I think they're thinking we're just going to go into next season with pretty much the same roster and just try and play it out and see if something different happens which turns it then into a five, six-year thing. Yeah, because that's know. just a year of denial. Pretty much. You know? you know, and like maybe they get ahead of it. You know, we start off poorly and they, they trade off a few guys for some draft picks like they did this season. Yeah. But, the I mean, the guys they traded, Brendan Dillon and uh, and uh, Barclay Goudreau, I mean, that's not – like those aren't super aggressive moves. No, not at all. I mean, I think it was cap management at that point. Uh, for signing guys going into next season. So I, I don't know. I think we're going to see a lot of the same uh, for the Sharks team going into next year. Like I said, they're going to do better than than this past season. I mean, I have no doubt in my mind they're yeah. not going to be like a bottom three team. But, I mean, are they going to be a middle-of-the-road team? And, and what's the point of that? You know, if you come back and you're a middle-of-the-road team and you have a bunch of young guys that are making strides, that's fine. Yeah. That's not the position this team's in. We have a bunch of older guys. And if they're not performing, if they're not winning games and, and giving you a serious chance in the playoffs, then you got to make changes. Yeah. I mean, none of these guys are going to have breakout seasons next year. Even if they have decent seasons next year as far as points go, I still don't think we're a contender. No. I really don't. No, I agree. Um, you know, while we're talking about Joe Thornton, I actually just saw a, uh, a story on NBC uh, with Pete, Pete DeBoer was talking about Joe Thornton, talking about Game 7 against the Vegas Golden Knights. I know our fans love to stroke off about that game. The so game seven. The, the Game 7. <laughs> so we might as well talk about it. Um, so Joe Thornton was on the second power play unit. It was 3-3 after that amazing comeback for, for the Sharks. First power play unit. They've been playing really well that whole game. They're on a power play late in the game, and Pete DeBoer thinks, okay, these guys are kind of tired. I'm going to bring them off, throw in the second power play unit. Joe Thornton's going to lead that, and we can maybe maybe pull out a goal. But Joe Thornton stopped him and said, no, fuck that. Send that first unit out. They're fucking rolling right now. I don't need the limelight. I've done everything I can right now, so let them go. And, man, that just says so much about his leadership. I mean, this guy's all about the team. Um you know, he, he could have just jumped on and said, I'll do it. But he, he recognized that these guys were on a roll. 
Um, and, you know, Pete DeBoer even said, like, looking back, you've got a Hall of Fame player that played his entire career, you know, playing in those big moments, and he was willing to step back and let the other guys take it. I think that says a lot about Joe Thornton's character. It, it does. It says a lot. And, and you know what? When, when you see a player of Joe Thornton's caliber say that and you're on that first power play unit, man, does that ever give you that extra little boost, eh? No, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And, and, and at the end of the day, it – Turned out pretty well for the exactly. San Jose Sharks because they exactly. won that game. Uh, what what a game! What yeah. a game though that was. Jesus Christ. Um, so, host cities. Um, yeah. I, that decision is going to come out hopefully this week. I mean, I, I don't know. We've been we've been saying that for a little while now, but I'm really hoping it comes out this week. It seems like Vegas is somewhat of a lock. Yeah. Uh, one team that's been eliminated has been Columbus, so they're not they're not in the running anymore. Who do you think is a good option? I mean, Vancouver, Edmonton's up there uh, on the west coast of those two cities. Where where would you take it? Yeah, honestly, looking at um, the logistics of first of all, like whether the city can handle it rank wise, and second of all, like what, what the COVID cases are like. And honestly, I can see I, I definitely see an advantage having both both hub cities in the west. Yeah, I really do. Um, and even more of it being in Canada. So I think those two, I, I pretty much that you named are the front runners, except for Vegas. I think you're, I think you're right. Vegas is pretty much locked in. I think so. Yeah. You know, they've got the hotels. They've got the they're, they're made for it. You yeah, know? totally. They really are. But, you know, you, you look at Vancouver over Edmonton and I, I, I either one for me, because I think they both have plenty of rinks. They both probably, uh, you know, Edmonton's spread out. Vancouver's got a ton of hotels. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe hotel-wise, Vancouver maybe has a slight edge, but uh, I, I really think either of those would work well. Maybe, I don't know. I'll tell you what. I think the players would rather go to Vancouver that's, than Edmonton. Well, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Ask, ask Ryan Whitney. That, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Do the, does the NHL want the players to be wanting to go out or, like, no, that's true. You know, and, and Vancouver, as we start opening up here with the new phases and stuff, it's going to become like people are going to be traveling here. And hotels are going to be open up to the general public. Like, you have to strike a deal somehow to be paying these hotels. To I don't know. It, it, well, a lot of factors. H- right? How does it work? I mean, you got all the hotel staff, all the different people that are working totally. to make this go. Like, are you going to tell them you can't leave and go to your, go home to your like, families at the end of your day? Like, are like going to start it, testing all the staff as well? Yeah, like, I mean, in, in theory, I guess you could do it. But in practice, I just don't think that's going to happen. No. You're going to get one of the laundry guys that says, fuck this, I'm going home. Totally <laughs> like, right. honestly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and players have tested positive for COVID yeah. in, in the last few days. I think 11 NHL players, um, including, I think Austin Matthews tested yes, positive. Yes, in, uh, in Arizona down there. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Austin, so and, and he was... Um, training with someone too he was working out with someone and and uh, a little googling on the fly here. anderson that was it Eddie okay anderson, but he did not test positive but he had to go home and do his whole quarantine on the on i think i don't know if he went home to sweden or if he just went back to toronto but right yeah no e- either way that's going to be that's going to be a tough one um for let's just look at the matchups again quickly i mean we kind of uh, we kind of look at it every single podcast, but just because there's not much else to talk about. Of these teams, who would, if you had fifty bucks to put down, who would you say is coming out with the Stanley Cup or or the COVID Cup uh, for 2020? I mean, in in the West, you, you, there's a few good options. Um, and, and actually, we we just have the play-in series uh, teams here. So let's 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 just pick one of the play-in teams, and which I'm, one do you think I'm has the best go chance? Off off. Way off home base here. 
And I'm going to go uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay, so you're going Columbus in the East. And I'll tell you, because you know what? After this tell whole us. lockdown and after everything, um, what's the coach's name again? Fuck, my brain just... just oh, John Tortorella. Tortorella, thank you. I really think that that, that kind of playing style, that old school grind... That's gonna be what gets teams. That's through, a good. That's though. a good band name, by the way. Old school grind. It's old school grind, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my like from the east. My my sh- my surprise pick. That I wouldn't be that surprised if they made it through, just because of the coaching and and that uh, mentality. Yeah, Columbus. Yeah, that that's a good one. I was tempted to pick Columbus. I'm gonna go with the Islanders. I mean, they have a great coach, great system. They have a a decent roster. I think they can put the pucks in the back of the net, but they also, like I said, have the structure to shut it down defensively. Um, you know, I think they can beat the Panthers pretty easily if they stick to that structure. So I'm going to go with them in the East and in the West. I mean, I think it's a bit tougher. There's a bunch of really close teams. You know, I, for me, it's almost like the battle of Alberta. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at these and I'm thinking it's either the, the Oilers or the flames that can come out of this for me. Yeah. I think those are good picks. I mean, Again, I, I like I like the Canucks and Nashville. You can never discredit either. I feel yeah. like you're right. The West is is much less cut and dry, just because I think there's a bit more parity in the middle there. And, and by the way, speaking of Nashville, big shout out to Craig uh, Granger oh, for yeah. coming on the last episode. I, I hope you I interview. hope you guys like that interview. I mean, <laughs> that guy he was trying to do the interview. He had one. He had his right eye on the screen talking to us. Left eye was watching the NASCAR race. Oh, yeah. So he was a little bit distracted. Let's put it that way. Uh, but it was hilarious. It was an hilarious interview. It really it was. was. It was a good time. I've never seen anyone so passionate about NASCAR. But I think that's all. That's because I'm Canadian. But still. No, I know. I yeah. mean, NASCAR is like a non-factor up here. Yeah, it really is. Wow. You know what else is a non-factor? Getting cuts when you're using Manscaped on your lower carriage. Dude, Biz would have lost his nut if he'd have got that. Uh, if he'd have made that transition into a. Oh man, I know. He would have <laughs> been like that. That clip on the Spit and Chicklets yeah. Twitter page where he's they got Biz's face on the bowler, hits the strike, and he's just going nuts. Um, but yeah, Manscaped man, they they make some awesome products. They just came out with a lawnmower 3.0. Uh, Kyle McLaren's been using that. He's feeling nice and slick. Nice That's probably and- what they use pre-surgery to get the nice the surgery area nice <laughs> <Yeah>. and soft. <laughs> yeah, he brings his kit with them. They're about <laughs> to shave. Like, no, use the Manscaped. Um, they also came out with the uh, the weed whacker for ear and nose hair. I think that that one's a game changer. It is right there. It is. Um, you don't you don't want those tickling nose hairs. Uh, you know, throwing you off on your day. Um, you can use promo code THPN for twenty percent off your next purchase. And free shipping. That's courtesy of the Hockey Podcast Network. Get yourself some Manscaped. Clean yourself up. Uh, you know, because after COVID, I'm sure some guys have you know, kind of taken a break from from shaving themselves and uh, keeping themselves <laughs> nice and trim. So there's a good opportunity. Use Manscaped. Promo code THPN. 20% off your next purchase. And free shipping. Producer T, you got anything else to say today? That's it. That was a... Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard right now with not so much hockey. It I'm is looking forward. It'll be interesting to see how they do it, but I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the some hockey to be back on TV pretty pretty soon here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, you can check out our poll question at Stick Hungry Pod. There's still uh, there's still about half a day to vote on it. If you're listening on uh, on Tuesday morning when we release this podcast. By the way, we're a day late, yes. so uh, apologies to all our fans that are hanging out with our dads. Yeah, patiently waiting on a Monday morning, <laughs> sitting there, and they see no Stick Hungry podcast episode come up. 
we apologize for that. But again, thanks to everybody for joining us. I, I think sometime during the summer we'll do another fan episode. Get you know Solomon Strader and yeah. and uh, Nick Floor. You know the the that diehards. Yeah, that was a fun one. Maybe we'll get Ronald Lee Adams back on the podcast. Uh, and hopefully we get some new people joining in. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the last Zoom call we had that was open to all the fans, We, it, it was a mess. We had a bunch of random people trying to join, kind of fun, thinking it was like a chemistry class. <laughs> so at a certain point, we kind of just cut it off and we didn't let anybody new in. So if you were an actual fan trying to join in at that point, we apologize. Yeah. But next time, we'll hopefully get you on. And hopefully next time, it's not such a shit show. <laughs> Um, but yeah, again, thanks to everybody for joining us on this episode of the stick hungry podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at D Y L underscore T H P N producer T follow myself at producer underscore T E E. You can follow Kyle at his physiotherapy <laughs> session. Uh, no, you can follow him at McLaren underscore K. Like I've said six times this episode, you can follow the Stick Hungry podcast at Stick Hungry Pod and at Hockey Pod Net for some amazing contests. There you go. All you right. yourself some prize, folks. There you go. It's all about the free money, baby. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. See you later. Y'all know about Hooters, though, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so if Chase, if Chase Elliott wins, that's my guy. If he wins, if you go to a Hooters, you buy 10 wings, you get 10 free, and, and, and you get a free thing of fried pickles, too.